International. Salty. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Extra Salty. As always, I'm Jasmine Ellis. I'm Kai Krabs. And today is one of those um, those really fun episodes where just the two of us kind of check in on each other uh, and, and continue to build this wonderful friendship. And we, we talk about the things that we're resenting recently, usually talking shit about somebody not by name <laughs> <laughs> or just like a general thing. What is making you salty right now? Oh, my God. It was the traffic getting over here. Oh. Jesus Christ. Like, I... Because I don't mind traffic, like, just by itself as it is. I don't mind traffic. It's whenever, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of traffic because of shit that just, like, doesn't really make sense that I get irritated. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this one, like, I was having to go through downtown, and, like, the reason that there was just so much traffic is because, like, there's a concert going on for ACL Live tonight, and, like, there are people who were just, like, not sure where they're going, and, like, the line is wrapping around everything, so they're all just, like, starting to walk into the street, and then they see everything going on, and then they're like, wait, am I going the right way? So they're turning around and looking back behind them, still halfway in the crosswalk. (laughs) Of course. And then nobody can turn because of them. And I, I remember I, I, I tapped into a darkness that I didn't know that I had inside of me. I yelled at one point. I was just like, this is a nightmare. And there was this one woman like walking on the sidewalk next to me. And she just turned and looked at me and went, <laughs> and then gave me a thumbs up. And I was like, I don't know. If, I guess that's supportive. I don't know. It was funny. It cheered me up a little bit. So she did good. That's hilarious. <laughs> I I like to think my road rage is under control because I'm in the business of teaching defensive driving. Like oh, I yeah. really should not be someone who like gets angry, but I do all the time. <laughs> all, all, all the time. I just don't like, this is one of my peppies. I don't like when people wait to the last second to think they can exit. And so they just like jump in front of you without a signal. It drives me insane. And I'll just like, like a little a little part of me just wants to follow that person and i'm like what would i actually do if i got out like what how would i even confront them i'm just five three and a half like what am i really going to do just re-quoting traffic school rules at them yeah absolutely you didn't use your blinker you didn't in the state of texas <laughs> improperly just yelling about it I don't know. I've also, I've been in a couple of car accidents. I have like a lot of like residual like angstiness in cars. So I'm always like certain I'm going to get rear-ended or like bumped into. So driving here gives me a lot of anxiety. Whenever we like first met each other, I remember there were like two, like you had told me about like the car accident that you had been in. And then you texted me one day and was like, I just got rear-ended. And then we were leaving the podcast one day and you were like, I just saw somebody on a Vespa get hit by a car in the parking lot. And I was just like, why do cars have a tendency to collide around you i saw a woman y'all listen i saw a woman get hit by a car 
on a Vespa and a Vespa is like a tiny cute motorcycle so there was like definite kind the funny thing is it was a smart car so like like (laughs) both her and the smart car like pulled over for a second dusted themselves off and drove off it's like the sneeze version of both vehicles just like oh that's a car (laughs) but she got hit in the back by a car like like (laughs) like the the light turned green and the little smart car wasn't paying attention and just jutted off before the Vespa lady could go and she just went and like there was car human contact in front of me and i was like at a light like what do i have to be a witness to this i remember we were like going to a show at cap or something i was just like we had some show going on that we were like either both on or watching and i just remember texting you and being like i think we'll make it there in time and you were like i will not i just saw a person get hit by a car and then you were like <laughs> well it was a vest getting hit by a smart car and i was like i mean that's still bad but i don't know it's not as bad well, as it could be well, I, I stopped in case i needed to be a witness but the two of them were just <laughs> like we're fine and drove off and like vespa lady was just like that's what happens when you ride a vespa like, like <laughs> she seemed to have really internalized it i've had some weird experiences man i've had some like weird weird experiences at like gas stations around here too like uh, i was doing a show uh in east austin and this couple were just like having like a knockdown screaming fight with each other people love having fights at gas stations that's just a general rule i don't like public fighting i'm not a big fan Mm -hmm. of it as much as i love drama i don't enjoy public (laughs) fights. no it's uncomfortable because it's just like what would i do you know what i mean and i just feel like i hate to be like really dark here but like if you scream at your partner in public you hit them in private i'm convinced well, I, I've dated somebody who uh, was probably um, a decent little way down in that abuser category. He used to scream at me all the time in public, but never hit me. But well, that doesn't make it better. you're kind of a tall guy. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Well, that's the other side of it. It's like I'm a six foot three, you know, white man. So I'm really <laughs> oversimplifying gay relationships. I think because obviously the spousal abuse happens in all different relationships. But in my head, it's just like he'd be like, shut up, bitch. And you hit him and be like, oh, so you want to fight and you're outside. <laughs> you're outside in the yard and wife beaters like just knocking each other out getting the hexagon <laughs> getting the hexagon that's a horrible idea <laughs> let like, me wrap my hands real quick gay fight club where it's just like actual lovers arguments in this corner john refuses to unload the dishwasher like fight nightclub yeah because okay, so you know what happened at a nightclub still no that's stereotyping. that's a terrible idea i know i know <laughs> I, like I don't know but like yeah like you saying that thing about the blinkers like that's actually like one of my rules I uh, in 2015 I wrote a post that's <laughs> called the rules of driving like an Austin driver and there are seven of them uh, so uh, for, I, I know we have a pretty decent listener base in Austin so I feel like people will appreciate this one uh, this is the rules of driving like an Austin driver uh, one you may not slow down to ease into your turn it must be at the same speed which you've been traveling be that 35 <laughs> or 80 uh, you may not use your turn signal let them figure it out parentheses if you wreck the other person is eject and the other person is ejected from the vehicle don't worry austinites love the outdoors <laughs> uh three if you change lanes it must be all the lanes and again no blinker <laughs> four one-way roads are optional completely optional that is a choice that you can make live your best life <laughs> Uh, five if somebody gets pulled over you must slow down and observe to report back but mostly to ensure that austin lives up to its traffic reputation not for the sake of making sure anyone's okay 
Uh, six, if you see emergency lights, don't move. You got to that light first. You've earned the right to turn first. <laughs> and seven is, of course, red lights are okay to run. If they only just turned red. Oh, my God. I get, like, all those people in my classes. That's that's hilarious. Uh, actually, though, the thing that you said about, like, looky-loos and, like, things like that, that actually is a law now. So if there's an emergency. Rubbernecking? Rubbernecking technically is a law. It's like what it's called, it's called the move-over law. So if you see a police officer, any type of active police officer, ambulance, fire truck and it's active you have to move over one Mm -hmm. lane or if you remain in the same lane you have to reduce your speed by 20 miles below the posted speed limit so you have to rubberneck technically because you have to slow down and that's if someone's getting pulled over or anything i mean i feel like that's like similar to how like you're supposed to slow down in work zones so they like raised like doubled the fine for the sake of like trying to like you know quit getting people run over in hard hats i don't know like it's just like I I had a thought and it's just it left man if I wasn't so scared of public transit I'd use public transit I would why are you scared of public transit do you want to know why I'm scared of public transit yeah that's why I asked why you're scared of public transit if I tell you, <laughs> you're gonna think this story is crazy but I swear to god it's true okay but the person who told me this story shouldn't have told me this story but she posted it on Facebook so whatever if, if it's on if it's publicly out there it's not doxing I am friends with an ER nurse in Dallas and on Facebook she uh, she like she thought it was funny one day to post the reason why someone was admitted and it was a homeless person ejaculated on me on the dart bus oh so yeah homeless people just come on you on the bus and <laughs> like Christ. you know what I mean like I just feel like homo like 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 hobo come is a hazard so I that's a very specific reason to not want to use the bus I mean, but, like, I, mean I unfortunately I feel like that's just a risk of going out in public in general is there's a chance that somebody might come on you without your permission like, yeah and I'll run them over I have a the vehicle. world is a weird fucking place is that self-defense I don't think so. <laughs> so if you're like um, in court, you're like, no, but a man approached me with his hand on his penis and I just accelerated forward in defense. No. That's and they'd be like, like, I don't know. Roll up your window. You didn't have to kill him. Like, I, it, it it seems like a heavy handed response. It does. No pun intended. A touch heavy handed. It does. <laughs> I'm like, I'm one of those people though. I have a really big like fight or flight response and it's bad, bad. Like I was in a, <laughs> I went to a cardio dance party class with my mom and my little sister this weekend. That's that, I don't know what that is. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a cardio dance party uh, where it's like dancing and instructions. And like, I couldn't do all the moves because, you know, I have the ruptured um, the ruptured bicep uh-huh. ta- uh, tendon because of the car accident I was on, on my birthday. But I was still trying to like get into it and have fun. And my mom thought it was funny to hit me with a towel. And I just like... Like locker room style? Yeah, but like it on my shoulder, like near my face. And I turned and I was like, bitch, what? And like, <laughs> so like I cussed at my own mother, like was ready to fight her in the gym class. Oh my God. And, I, where does the party part come in? Is it just because it's a group? It's a group. That's a class. It's a cl- That's a class. It was a, well, it was kind of a party. <laughs> what were their drinks? No. Okay, then it, that's it was choreographed dancing that wasn't going were, very well. Were there snacks? The best feeling is like when all the women in the class know the moves and you don't. There was like this one part where everyone turned the opposite direction and I didn't. So everyone just turned to face me and I was still facing them. Like, <laughs> and, go, and one, two, three, like. You were their left shark. I know. I was the whole, I was, oh. I was the left shark for a hundred people. <laughs> I was so offbeat and there was no excuse, right? Everybody just starts laughing and you just like, why is this girl turning the wrong direction? Yeah. And, and that's like one of those laughs where it, like, it doesn't come from like a malicious 
malicious place they're just like oh that's kind of silly like where she's just staring right at us but you're just like oh they're all staring right at me and there are a hundred of them and only one of me I know there's like these like 90 year old Korean ladies who know the moves like <laughs> And my own mother was staring at me like, ah, oh, shit, Jazz. Just like, <laughs> like, just go to the back of the room. Like, it was pretty embarrassing. There's also like the lady who runs it definitely has like some stripper like tendencies. So she was doing this thing where she was like, like rolling her body on the floor. And like, we were all supposed to do it in unison. And I can't do that because of my lower back problems. God, I sound. You know, she teaches two classes. Right. One's like the, oh my God, Jazzy Girl Fitness. Was that what it was called? Like Cardio party cardio fitness party no i but that's that's the one with like the you learn to dance with a strip pole like jazzy girl fit i think i think that's a thing jazzy girl fitness. i think that's right so we're i like, don't know for sure they're doing a group think. hump right like a group hump like it's, <laughs> it's called the crybaby and it's like where you're facing what? down and your fists are on the ground and you're like hump hump like hip to hip everyone's doing the crybaby in unison but i can't because i'm in back so i'm standing up and i look and there's just this man who's been like over like he's been filling his water bottle so long that it's overflowing because the water fountain's right by the window so he's just making eye contact and i look right at him and i go go away go and like point right at this man he's like wait wait me and then runs out yes yes go away you oh my mama did the cry baby um in case you're wondering (laughs) in case you're wondering if my mom participated in the floor humping all the 90 year old korean women did it too Everybody was just in there getting it, except God. me. I wonder why it's called the crybaby, because that that doesn't sound like a baby thing. I don't know why, but that's like an old like dance. It's old. Oh my god! Yeah, I I don't know. I've never I've never done any of those like things like that, just because it's like I don't like moving really. <laughs> like I like I like to move, but it's like I I don't know. It's like you know, like a treadmill is a run to nowhere, and then like the stair climber machines are run like stairs to nowhere. <laughs> like and then like you're just picking up heavy stuff to just put it right back down. Like I need some sort of like gamified objective to participate in something. Otherwise, I'm just like, why are we doing this? Why I'm, am I picking heavy things up? Oh, I'm a hundred percent the same way. I just want to hang out with my mom and my sister. And I was like, fine, I'll do what y'all do. I'm not. Oh, I hate exercising. I really, really do. Physical therapy is fucking, I hate it. I'm so over it. I'm so, I'm so ready to not have to do it anymore, but I'm broken. Meh. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> we, my, my roommate, her brother, we started going to the gym for like a very short period of time with uh, my roommate's brother's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Me and my roommate were. And like, she's chill she's normal she's just like yeah no we're just having a good time we're gonna go to the gym we're gonna work out and it's gonna be fun and we're gonna, you, she was like she kept being like you gotta get ready though you gotta get ready though and we were just like hmm, okay Megan and then uh, we because of that didn't get ready and we weren't prepared for who she would become <laughs> Uh, she she tapped into like an interpersonal trainer that like rivaled uh like the biggest loser probably where oh. she's just like come on keep going we're Jillian going Michaels she was just mm, she's, I own a Jillian Michaels DVD and the part where she goes do you think this is who you are do you think this body that you're inside is what you're meant to have because it's not and I'm like you don't even know me Jillian like I hate her videos she's just like yelling at us like we've only walked two miles on this treadmill you shouldn't be sweating yet and I was just like. Bitch. Don't tell me when to sweat. I was like, I often uh, stand on stage with a microphone, not a lot of movement in that. Uh, 
and I smoke cigarettes. I am. I you gotta ease me into this. I can't jump to your five star out of ten level or whatever the hell this is. Like I'm not. This isn't P90X. We're just at the gym together. We're just trying to be friends, Megan. I just. Why are you trying to break me? Oh. Well, you're, like, in shape, though, so it shouldn't be a problem. Oh, no. I just am tall, so, like, the weight distributes itself a little bit better. <laughs> I I drink a lot of beer. I have the strength of an infant. <laughs> I have the coordination of a newly born gazelle. There is nothing, there's nothing fit about me. <laughs> oh, that's oh. I mean, that's not true, but, like, I, I exaggerate, obviously. But, like, yeah, I don't do anything that would support any sort of idea that have you ever dated anyone who's like super into fitness um no not not really uh i tend to date people who are like super into drugs (laughs) but not like because they're super into drugs that just is a footnote that i become aware of like later on (laughs) oh so i mean like that's kind i mean like meth is kind of like fitness right because i mean you keep going and go it's like you actually know a method yeah like you know a real meth person yeah what are they like it's like adderall plus that's a that's probably not the most safe description to put out there but it's it's like don't do that actually that almost sounds positive it's like adderall plus no like it's like like once you move past adderall try adderall plus it's like such intense it's like such an intense version of like the energy and rush that you get from Adderall and like you don't get hungry because of it. So that's why people lose all that weight is because your body's just burning and burning and burning energy. So you don't want to put more in. And then you're just like, some people that are, they're just like, I'm ready to fuck. Like it's, it produces a lot of weird, but then it makes your teeth fall out and your pores get huge. Right. That, I mean that I don't honestly like, I think it depends on like how you take it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know a lot about, like, the use of it. Like, that's, you know, not cool by me. Um, I think that's just for, like, the people who, like, smoke it. Because apparently, like, you can just eat it, too. Like, you can just eat the cr- crisp crystals or glass or, sh- I don't know. I don't know I've, what form it comes in. I've dated people who do drugs. And the funny thing is, I never, like, this happened to me twice where I did not know they did drugs. Until, like, a year later, they decided to call me up to apologize for how they treated me when they were on drugs. Like, I was like, you know how annoying it is to get a call from your ex and they're like, oh, God, is the booty call? And they're like, actually, I want to apologize to you. I, uh, I'm seeking treatment for my cocaine substance uses. And you remember that time that I left you at the gas station and I meant to come back and I never did. It was to go get cocaine. And you're like, fuck <laughs> your 10th step. I don't, need I don't want your apology. I forgive you, whatever. And I'll hang the neck up. I dated as a super into fitness kind of guy for like a short period of time. And what's weird about them, this is why I can't fucking stand is that dudes that are really really buff will date big girls like big girls fuck big girls want to be with big girls just to be like you'd be so attractive if you lose weight would i because like i I make your penis hard right now though you know what i mean like don't don't talk about me like i'm like disgusting like they'll say you like that and then they act like they don't want to be seen public with you because it doesn't fit their image oh my god it was okay yeah I, I, I have never dated somebody who's like super into fitness. Uh, I think it's primary, like a primary contributor of that is like there's a lot of uh, very intense body dysmorphia in the gay community, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and because like muscular and jock are like some of those tribes that gay men categorize themselves into. And uh, what I often see 
um, on people who are, are like either like more like have more of like a muscular jock build because they go to the gym. They're the people who have like the highest tendency to put that real toxic shit on their profile, like mask for mask, no fats, no femmes, only looking for fitness. Like, and it's just like cool. Do you know what? If you want to hang out with somebody who's got the same lifestyle as you because you're too afraid that you're going to slip into a big vat of ice cream if you don't, whatever. <laughs> But it's just like it, it like it, fat isn't sexually transmitted. You'll be fine. It, it's it's just like there's this vicious, uh, and and the thing is, is like even some of those people who are really fit and are really muscular and have like really low body fat counts will still feel bad about themselves because gay p- culture has a very high tendency to even more so than like normal heterosexual culture, like really idealize and put on a pedestal that, you know, muscular fit. I'm, you know, I could be a Chippendales dancer if I want. It's just, I save my dancing for the club or whatever. I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's very, very, very heavily idealized. Either that or like the really like slim, smooth build. Like both of those are like put on pedestals like so much higher than everything else. And so pretty much everything else, it's just like, if you are this, fuck you, because you suck. Like mm. it's, yeah. So I I have a tendency to try to stay away from all of that yeah. energy. And then by proxy, like it helps because since they're so toxic and I'm, you know, just me like they're just like you're too secure and not having my (laughs) and then it puts them into a spiral and then everybody goes home sad (laughs) everybody goes home sad that's a great uh that's a great like dating mantra everybody goes home sad (laughs) (laughs) yeah like the saddest speed dating in the world do you want to go do you want to talk to a whole bunch of people reaffirm why you're single and then go home kind of sad (laughs) come to speed hating that sounds like tinder live like in person <laughs> that's exactly what it would be oh i'm so glad i'm not online dating anymore that's not a brag i promise oh sure that's not a brag sure you said that real fast i'm it's just like, saying because mm, shit was rough brag, brag. stuff it was really rough <laughs> like i was like this is straight men straight men will use an old ass profile picture without batting an eye oh my god they have no concept of how much they change Mm-mm. like every dude who came to see i'd be like you weigh 20 30 pounds more not saying that's gross but like you don't look like the person you sent me a picture of and oh yeah that's from a couple summers ago it's because they're the people that have like the least amount of like direct constant examination of their body type and what they look like like because you can just hang out and be a dude and do the thing and probably still find somebody like pretty easily that'll be like into you and want to date you without having to put in as much effort because you're not pressured the same way and then because of that you're able to feel more confident or feel more secure and everyone says the same thing that confidence is sexy mm-hmm. like and so like it's just one thing begets the other yeah you know it's funny he's like confidence is sexy i saw this article where a woman did an experiment where every time a man gave her a compliment she just said thank you just thank you didn't how many times did she get called a bitch oh immediately immediately like they were like they're expect like so they would just be like i think you're really beautiful and she'd be like thank you and then move on and they'd be like oh so you just know you're beautiful and she's like yes or like no actually i think it was thank you i know 
that phrase and people would be like you cocky bitch da 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 you're actually not that pretty da 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 that's like the full Regina George Mm -hmm. you're really pretty thank you so you agree you think you're really pretty like that's the full Regina George absolutely it's crazy that's the full Regina George but it's crazy how we like socialize people to like not like themselves to to always take a compliment and then you have to negate the compliment or else you seem full of yourself well it's because there's so many industries that would fall apart if there weren't people who were considered ideally beautiful and like like makeup beauty products skincare stuff all those things wouldn't sell as well if people were comfortable with themselves that's why everything in that industry is marketed to either be like somewhat damagingly racist or somewhat uh like every it's a it's one big nag that's what it is it's just one big giant loop of nagging and it's like if you feel more comfortable if you want to have like clear skin whatever that's cool if you're doing it for you but like it's presented in a way where it's just like, do you have impure, bumpy, ragged, torn up, looking like Mars skin? <laughs> How would you like to be a soft, beautiful angel like a pillow? And it's like they like they switch between like different triggering word choices and do a lot of things to like make sure that even if people do feel comfortable, you're at least planting some kind of seed oh, of yeah. uncomfort or discomfort. Dang. It's always weird. I had a woman, uh, so I like just to like give you guys some rephrases. Jasmine has a lot of jobs. She is figuring things out. <laughs> she is trying to make money, and uh, sometimes I freelance and work in different cosmetic stores. And this this woman and her daughter were shopping together, and I'm helping her find things, and she's happy with what she's using. And her mom goes, "Do you think she's pretty?" And I was like, huh, "What?" Girl. She goes, "She doesn't think she's pretty. Do you think she's pretty?" And like, <laughs> I wanted to be like, "You're average, but I'm sure you have other qualities." Damn! But I, like, Damn! <laughs> Damn! What? I'm average. Like we're talking. There's a lot of people on this earth. Everybody's average. Exactly. That's the we're problem. The if same. more people just knew they were average, I'm average, and I know how to use eyeliner. That's it. Like I'm just average with instructions. Some, like, I mean, like good for you. You some you your face has a little bit more symmetry than someone else, but you have a you know. I didn't, but I didn't. I didn't so. tell her that. That was that'd be an awful thing to say. But I was just like, I just, I just hate that. Like. She needed to have a complete stranger tell her she was pretty. And I was like, oh, this is such yeah, an awkward that, place to be put in. That feels awful. Oh, it's so weird. I mean, anytime like I get asked that question, like I am immediately willing to say you absolutely are like, and because I, I think it like, to me, it's important because it's so much easier to like, it's so hard to practice what you preach. Cause like, I feel shitty about myself all the time, but it's like, because of that, like I, like there's so many things about every individual person that just like are genuinely like good and fucking beautiful like and that's like the beauty of it is that it, everyone is different and that's why everything is nice is because like there's so much diversity in like the way human beings come out of vaginas <laughs> like it's fucking cool and it just really sucks like that we have created such like an intense system to try to make people feel bad about themselves for the sake of either promoting something or selling a product. That's heavy. That's heavy. I mean, a lot of industries just kind of work around that. I mean, it's yeah, heavy. I mean, it's that's how that's what makes a lot of industries even exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think beauty standards are, are interesting across the board. Cause it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Like I grew up always like, like not liking my hair. Like I get teased for how curly mm. or thick it was, but then like, uh, 
like nowadays there's so much like going on with like the natural hair movement and there's this whole pushback against like people with my hair type always being the ones in commercials Mm -hmm. because a lot of african-american women have even curlier thicker coarser hair and that's not shown as much so it's weird to be on an end where it's like you have all this privilege because you're not as marginalized as me and i'm like but i feel marginalized well shut up (laughs) like that's kind of it's a weird it's like it's like it's a it's a weird little place to be in because it's like i really can't complain because that's like that's something I've always felt a little iffy about. Speaking of iffiness mm. and just racism, what are your thoughts on the Dove ad? Uh, okay, Jesus, uh, that's uh, that's one. I felt like I had something crawling in my ear. That was a weird moment. It's probably I, just, I took a shower before I came over here, so it's probably just water. Anyway, it's probably something that lives in these earbuds. Like oh, no, no offense, no. Body Tape International. I no, just it's don't. probably something. A lot of people. It's probably something that just lives in my ear. Ew. Hey. I'm providing shelter. Okay, That's disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. Um, okay, so the Dove ad. Uh, it's actually such an interesting thing that you said that because I just like found out about it today because I hadn't seen it or really heard anything about it until today. I had the best tweet about it. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Nobody cared. I got like one mm. like. <laughs> so I watched it, and I think the I I I ultimately it's the beauty industry. So I do think that there was some degree of kind of intention behind it not saying that it was like completely conscious but it's like one of those things whenever you work in one of those industries it's about making people feel not good about themselves like you have to start kind of thinking in a certain brain you know and also i'm willing to bet that it was like maybe like because like if it would have been like a dude directing it or something or like a white you know like somebody who's not particularly up to speed on like being conscious about things like that there's a chance that he was just like, oh, this makes sense to me. This makes sense to my brain. He's just like completely unaware of it. I don't know. I don't know all the details. What I do know is that uh, the black woman that was in the commercial wrote an essay about it that was published in The Guardian mm-hmm. where she was kind of furious with how uh, she agreed to do this commercial and then basically overnight became like the face of a racist ad. Yeah, if you Google the words racist ad, it's her face that comes up Yeah, and what she said in this speech is she was like, whenever we were there, they explained exactly what it was. We knew that we were going to be taking off our shirts and turning into each other. Uh, They posted a teaser for it on Facebook that was shorter than the entire ad where it, because like the entire ad, it started with her and then like circled through a variety of different women and then at the end came back to her but apparently the segment that was posted on facebook that ultimately got deleted didn't go through the whole thing so it didn't get back to the point where it got back to her because she said that there were like seven or eight of them Mm -hmm. and then like at the end she basically like was like i am not a victim i think that they could have defended their artistic vision uh which i don't really have an opinion about because again i still haven't seen the full ad because everything's been deleted so it's hard to find yeah uh, but she was just like, also like, like the tone of it was just like, also everybody is assuming that I just like had no fucking idea what I'm going into and that I had like no say in this and that I'm just like some hapless, like kind of victim and everyone's like kind of looking at me with like that puppy dog eyes. And like, it sounded like she, like she was saying like people like were looking at her like in that weird way, like you, like somebody who's like in a relationship looks at somebody who just got broken up with <laughs> where like, even if they're like cool about it, you're still just like, good for you. And you're like giving them that like kind of like puppy dog, like pity face. My thing about it 
is like it's, given the his like the thing is nothing exists in a vacuum yeah. and oh, given the historical sure. context because there really were racist ads oh absolutely where like, like oh like a black child would take a bath and come out white and they're mm-hmm. like this soap works so good darkies can use it like that would be the thing no there's there's a history to it there's a history to it so here's the thing is it's just like it i do not think it was intentionally racist i do think it was tone deaf yes. i don't think they thought it through absolutely at all i don't think they thought about the implication of like mm-hmm. a soap or and like there are ads that run in korea that like have like like people like go like a black person going into something and then coming out white like yeah, that's a the, running the washing machine commercial the washing machine exactly commercial so it's talking. a running thing of equating blackness with dirtiness and uncleanliness yeah, absolutely so we just wasn't thought out and i'm just surprised that no one mm. thought about this like like seriously yeah. if i could have a position where my entire job would just be going that's racist or not mm-hmm. i would so like i would i would love it i mean it's i do think it was unintentional i don't think they need to like I, you know what? Yeah. I, I honestly appreciate that they just apologized right away. Maybe they should have tried to defend their vision, but it was the kind of thing where people were just so mad there really wasn't any defending it. Yeah, I mean, it's well, I mean, because that's also one of those things where it's like it, it, even if they did try to defend it, I think ultimately it would still be an unwinnable argument no matter what their intentions are. Because, like, even the image that was online, you know, it had the before and after to show, like, how it healed skin or whatever. And then they had the three women standing in front of it. And it's the black woman, the Hispanic descent woman, and then the white woman. And it's, like, that, it wasn't, like, I, I, I'm willing to believe that it wasn't set up intentionally, like, to for her to be the before and for them to no. be the after. The, the behind thing, they're just, like, the before and after shows how it helps your skin. And then we'll have the three women standing in front of it looking beautiful and glowing and radiant. And then they just didn't pay attention to the fact that they had lined everyone up to where it made them look like it was a before and then the after was the white woman. And it's because I think that the people who are making these things are looking at this stuff and they're seeing what their goal is, but they're not paying attention to those subtleties. Yeah. And beca- and that's where I think a lot of tone deaf, tone deafness comes from is just, you don't pay attention to it because it's not something that either affects you. It's not something that you're like read, like, you know, usually dealing with whatever the circumstance I just worry that be. we're getting, this is going to sound like I'm playing devil's advocate, but I do worry that we're getting a little bit too reactionary. I worry that we're getting to a point where it's like people see something and react to it because mm-hmm. so many people said like I haven't even seen the whole ad I don't need to see it and it's like you do you do need to see you need to see something or watch something and dissect it before absolutely. you make a reaction to it and that made me a little like iffy you know absolutely yeah I mean absolutely like it's the like it's the same lot like the same logic can not specifically in this instance, but can apply like the other things. Like a lot of people who are like either like liberal or left leaning or consider themselves progressive, whatever, they'll just be like, I don't understand why, you know, Trump is doing this or the Republicans are doing this. Like they're not informed. They're not taking us into account. But like, then whenever you look at something that has that tone deafness and you just immediately go, that's racist, that's equally as quick to judge. And a lot of the times you're probably not wrong. And yeah, it is still damaging because it, creates a negative image and it creates a bad perception of things but you i I think just jumping immediately to this person intrinsically does not like this race of people isn't necessarily always the case Mm -hmm. because like i mean like that's where that tone deafness comes in is like they could look at it they could see like we've got this slide in the back we've got these women they're all looking beautiful together cool i'm done but it's just because they don't see that and they don't take that into account because it's either not something they're used to dealing with or whatever Mm. to where it doesn't come from the sense of being like okay well we're gonna have the before and the after over here let's make sure that we have the black woman on the left all the way to the white woman on the right like i don't believe 
believe that that conversation ever happened in a room, you know? Well, that's what happens when... At pe- least not now. That's what happens when people are in the business or like in they. It's what happens when people are in the habit of erasing race. Yeah. This is why conversations need to happen because mm-hmm. people are like, I don't see color. I don't think about color. Yes, you do. Yeah. Stop pretending. Like actually think about it. Take into account. Like, would this be something that could be misconstrued by someone of color? Is this someone that could be triggering mm-hmm. or upsetting to someone mm-hmm. of color? Mm-hmm. But it's like because they're so concerned with never thinking about race yeah it's kind of funny how when you try to erase race you just erase people of color yeah and and i and that's why like whenever i say that thing like i don't think that that conversation happened in the room it's not for the sake of just being like you know any sort of like apologist for any of those people and the mistakes that they've made they made that faux pas because they are ignorant of it hire black people but yeah exactly (laughs) like the ultimate because ultimately like the heads of those companies these people who are like making like these you know decisions or whatever and the next thing you know your company's whitewashed because you're not making sure that you're intentionally like hiring a diverse group of people despite all the evidence that shows the more diverse your work places the better productivity is and the better the end result is but (laughs) (laughs) but no but that's what i'm saying is like somebody being ignorant and then their ignorance coming through and a choice that they made doesn't always immediately equate to hate yeah i think that i think i think that's the problem and then it's like i and that's why talking about race is good. You start the conversation and that's what sheds light on that ignorant ignorance and makes it go away. Yeah. It's just about starting the conversation. Because some people do make ignorant choices and then once they find out about it, they will apologize for it. But for some people, it just immediately sours their taste. And it's something that it's hard to hold businesses accountable since they're made up of like multiple people. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you are dealing with that same, because that same thing happens in like microcosm instances all the time where you're just dealing with an individual people, like you're so willing to write them off whenever that sort of things. Do. But it's like, why write somebody off when you could like start the conversation with them and potentially make one less, one less ignorant person in the world, you know? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's also hard to do that. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. people are just tired. It's a labor. Educating is. people is, a, it is. it's exhausting. Like, you know, I just, I'm just like, I'm not, not today. Like a lot of times I'll see things and I'm like, I'm not even gonna engage. I'm tired. I'm over it. Hey, I feel the same way about gay stuff. Like, that's why I redouble and I'm like, it is hard because like we, like anytime that I see anyone who's making ignorant comments about like gay culture or whatever, like I do try to have the conversation with them, but there are some people in this world that you just cannot convince like of anything because they're just like what i know is what i know and what i know is right and therefore i am god like and then that's just like where their brain stops and you're like okay well you we're gonna call you a wash (laughs) we're just gonna call a day on you (laughs) all right well we we circled through a lot of topics today real fast we did we got through a lot of different things i um i guess what's so like what's what's your well i do we both want to leave a piece of advice for I, I know I was thinking that I was like should dealing be with, with frustration yeah so what uh let's let's ask each other a question then I guess okay uh you asked me something uh what would be your piece of advice when uh your personal piece of advice for when you're dealing with somebody who is difficult to talk to but that you also don't want to just let them continue to think that their ignorance is right here's my my what's your advice for starting conversation starting tough conversations here's my guideline if you criticize in public you're not criticizing to better the person you're criticizing to make yourself look better Mm -hmm. if someone says something that you believe is misguided ignorant or actually maybe 
flat out full of hate and you actually are taking the time to educate them then do it in a way that's constructive if you're going to do it at all Mm -hmm. like i see people say really just wild and i won't just like engage with them in this long facebook thread i'll say this is how i feel about this when you say things like this it hurts people because of this because Mm -hmm. when you correct people in public they get defensive but if you if you take the time to educate most of the time people don't want to be hateful so i say just be patient but also self-care is important you don't owe anybody anything absolutely speak your piece and and if that's doesn't connect with them, that's what it is. But yeah, I yeah. also a little touch of guilt is great. A little just a teeny, teeny just touch a teeny, of teeny touch of like, well, you know, like, you know, if you have a conversation with a guy who's like, women, you know, women are always saying that sexual harassment happens when it is and they're just making it up and then you're just like, Well, actually this did happen to me and it's now that you've said this, I know I can never trust you. Thank you. And that's the end. Move on. A little touch of guilt, um, but also privacy. I think I think if someone wants to better themselves, they need to hear what you have to say and then digest it. Because if you attach them, if you come at them in public, they're going to just come out swinging. Yeah, there are definitely some people that you just kind of have to like sound the alarm and like really go for something kind of fucked up just to like cut through. Because like some people have got walls thicker than others. Like True. So like some people that might work, but some people you might just have to say, thank you for letting me know that my rape was my fault. Like... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes you gotta cut, like, sometimes you got some shit that you have to cut through, and, like, you have to, like, really, like, I don't know, but also that's, like, ugh, so that, ugh, I they felt, do that people, felt so dirty. People say mouth, shit, like, people say shit with this detachment, because it's, like, they, they act like they know everything about a topic, and mm-hmm. the person who's a victim of it is some random person, and when it's, like, no, you know someone like this. It's you know always, some, yeah, yeah, the idea is always distant from them, because they don't know their stories, because they don't take the time to get people's stories. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of friends who will, like, talk about, like, immigration and stuff like that. I'm like, you do know, like, seven people in our graduating class were, like, dreamers. They were, like, undocumented Americans. But you have mm. such a strong opinion about this, you know? Yeah. People think they know everything. It's what true. What's your advice for, um, what's your advice for dealing with Austin traffic? No, let me get some. <laughs> let me do better than that. Let me do better than that. Uh, oh, What's your advice for avoiding toxic relationships? My advice for avoiding toxic relationships. Uh, I would say there's a quote that always stuck out to me from Bojack Horseman. It's one of the lines that Lisa <laughs> from Bojack Horseman. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the lines that Lisa Kudrow's character says. She said, uh, she says, uh, I guess I didn't notice like it's hard to notice red flags when you're looking through rose colored glasses. Hmm. And I was like, I like that really stuck with me. Um, I think it's important to separate yourself from the idea of the the relationship. Like a re- talking to somebody and ha- being in a relationship can't be the goal. You have mm. to talk to somebody for the sake of getting to know them and trying to gauge whether or not they're a good match for you. Because at the end of the day, yeah, relationships are give and take but you need to approach it at least as objectively as you can to know and be aware of what the parts of yourself are that are going to be given and that are going to be taken. Yeah. Um, And that ultimately, even if it seems like a challenge, even if it seems like it's something that could potentially be good because some, I mean, he can be so sweet. Like you have to tell yourself like, am I willing to trade off all of these bad moments for this one good moment? And is that really worth it? Is that good for my health? Is that good for my mental health? And ultimately, am I 
still going to be safe in this situation because mm-hmm. a lot of the times the answer is no and it's breaking up with somebody sucks um if if you if you are if you do have any sort of fear for yourself there are a lot of resources that you can get help don't just know that whole idea of like you know just leave him like that does not work people are scary people have guns you have to make sure that you are taking care of you because you can't take care of anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself that mm-hmm. just runs you to the ground and destroys you so take care of yourself and remember you're getting to know somebody to see how they will fit for you not how you will fit into what their life is because it's a team effort i love that thank you so much for sharing that kai i appreciate that yeah that was uh that was heavier than i thought it was gonna be (laughs) this was a uh heavy episode this was but i i i'm glad that we had the conversation about it because i i never I'm, not, I'm never sure who I can have conversations about race with because I always want to, but I never know the proper way to approach it because you don't just want to like walk up to somebody and be like, can we have a quick conversation about race? And that they're like, happens really? to me actually like just complete strangers. And it's like, you want to have the conversation because you want to have the conversation because I want to make sure I'm in, as informed as I can be. Uh, so thanks for having the conversation with me. Thanks for being you. Oh. As always, that was the Extra Salty Podcast. If you enjoyed it, if you liked it, make sure to go ahead and vi- vote us. Uh, give us five stars. Just do it. Just give us five. Uh, you don't even have to write a whole review. You can just put it on the iTunes. We're also on yeah. Stitcher. Tell you your also- friends about it. Subscribe, Ooh. subscribe, subscribe. Ooh. You can also check us out on social media. We're on everything. Uh, we're on Facebook as Extra Salty, uh, Extra Salty Pod, and the Twitter is Extra Salty Pod, and the Instagram is Extra Salty Podcast. We're all over the place. Uh, also, do you think we should go ahead and tell uh, any San Antonio people who might be listening that we're doing a show there in January? In January? Yeah. When is this going to release? January 6th. This is going to be a couple weeks from now. Oh, okay. Hey, January. Wow, the Dove ad's going to be like... <laughs> it's going to, yeah, it's going to be... There's going to be like 90 more yeah. offensive things that would have oh, happened yeah. between that. Like Trump will tweet. Oh, for sure. Thing, I'm sure... I'm sure Oreos <laughs> will say something offensive about little people. Like this is this is the time we're living. In. This will be like so that'll be like nine outrages ago. But yeah. we will be performing at uh, the Freetail Brewery. Freetail Brewery. Antonio. Uh, it's extra salty on the road, so we're yeah. gonna have a lot of fun. It's gonna be hilarious. January sixth, baby. Woohoo! January sixth. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Thank you.